All right, I'm here with Derek Peel, and you're in a barn? Yes, I'm in the barn on my partner's family farm, where I've been staying for the past uh, month or so. Where's that at? Like, what area? Obviously, you don't have to give an address. Uh, it's in rural Erie, PA. Oh, okay. So you've moved up north a little? Yeah, I, I planned on bringing them back here for the season. They have a season, a season job. Um, so I was taking them back for, I was going to stay for three days. And uh, then everything sort of went down. So, so it's in a rural area. Does that make it any different? Does that make it any tougher to handle the whole social isolation thing? I mean, I'm here in Beachview and I'm sitting here at this desk and I'm looking out the window and I can kind of see people walking by, cars moving, things like that. So it's like, I, I feel like there's still some sense of community. Does it make it any, any rougher up there? Not in terms of social, because uh, socially my life pretty much hasn't changed. Okay. Um, so it makes it more difficult to make work because I have no resources. I have no access to any of my my materials, no access to my studio. Um, so I've I've been making drawings instead of, you know, massive installation work. Hi, my name's Brian Crawford with pghmuseums.org, and over the next several weeks, I'll be talking with artists, museum directors, and even the general manager of a professional sports team. Due to the COVID-19 coronavirus, we'll be practicing social distancing and speaking over video and talking about how the virus is affecting the people who make our culture community work. We'll be discussing how it's affecting their lives, how they're staying creative, overcoming challenges, and how they plan to bounce back when we can all leave our homes again. Please join me for COVID Conversations. I met you as you had this great exhibit downtown, and it, and it was larger pieces. So you're, so you're doing drawing now. Is that something you've done in the past that you're coming back to, or are you doing more? Are you exper experimenting and kind of getting outside of your zone? How, how is that? It's... It's not too far out because I'm basically, I look at them as sketches for work that I plan on making in the future. Mm -hmm. So I'm just drawing the installations basically. There are things that I could never make, you know, things that don't make any physical sense. Um, so it's not too far off. So like now what you could do and I'm just putting like the marketing cap on here. You can now take those drawings, and once we all come out of this, and we all are able to leave our homes again, you can have an exhibit of like, you know, drawings during COVID-19. It could be like your, you know, the, the I don't know, inside the mind of the artist type of a deal. Maybe that could be like a big draw. Pun intended. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have, I have sold a few drawings, and uh, it's, the most work I've ever sold. Um, but, yeah, so I've been selling some drawings online, and that's been great uh, because I've been I've been on unemployment for weeks because uh, my job is 
you know, not existing right now. Um, so that's been helpful. My partner's family's been really helpful. Um, as far as making a show of drawings go, I mean, that would be great. The more, the more the merrier. So there's two interesting points you brought up there that I, I want to bring up. Uh, one is you said you're, you're, you're selling stuff now. Do you think that has to do with the fact that people are just at home and bored, uh, that, that the sales are up more, they're thinking about different things? What, what do you think the reason is for that? Because I feel like right now people are probably bored out of their mind or they're looking for ways to escape their family because as much as like those people in some ways are lucky because they have people to talk to, you can also only tolerate another person for so long before you want to smack them or push them out a window or something like that. Scandal. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it has anything to do with the pandemic. I think it has more to do with the fact that I'm not making something that might take up an entire room in someone's house. Ah, yes. uh, I think it's no secret that drawings are going to you know, sell more than than an installation piece, but I never, I never thought that I, I didn't look at it as a, as a, you know, marketing thing. I just, it's the only thing I can do. Is yeah. Draw, you know, so. Is that frustrating? It, sorry? Is it frustrating that, that that's all you can do right now is draw? I mean, I look at myself and I've been frustrated because I'm, I'm now doing, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you, but I'm doing video calls instead of getting into museums and doing like the documentary type of, of stuff that I've wanted to do uh, this spring. So it, in some ways it has been frustrating for me as well, but it has forced me to kind of think outside of the box. I'm wondering if it's been frustrating for you. It was definitely frustrating at first because I wasn't drawing. I usually don't draw except, you know, maybe some loose stuff. But I don't read either. Uh, I have a real difficulty reading. Mm -hmm. So I don't read. Um, I don't have any of my materials. Uh, I don't really cook. I don't really do much. Um, so it was difficult at first, but I got into the swing of just doing it all the time. And, you know, as soon as I wake up, I start drawing and then I draw all day. And, uh, so I, I I like it a lot. I mean, it's kind of magic how you can just make. It doesn't have to make physical sense. I know that's probably no secret, but news to me. Um, something that I realize more clearly. Uh, mm -hmm. You can make anything you want from <laughs> the comfort of a chair. Yeah, that that is a good point, and you have kind of limitless time to think about what you want to do so you yeah. can get really creative right now right um i don't know when i'll be back in the city or when it'll be safe or when i'll feel safe going back to all my materials and maybe i'll maybe i'll throw away all my stuff when i get back you know maybe <laughs> i'll just draw now which is going to be great and more affordable now yeah i did that when i just moved i just literally i mean i don't know if it saved me money but it definitely saved me a lot of aggravation i just threw away everything i owned before i moved <laughs> it I saved like me a lot of packing so um now things like go from installation art to storage art yeah call it 
Yeah, and one to me, I don't know if you're anything like me, but once something goes into storage, it pretty much never comes out of storage. So, well, <laughs> uh, just, what's that? Fingers crossed that yeah, I, yeah. it does. So you're up there in rural PA, but you're you're from Pittsburgh. Is do you like living out in rural in the rural area, or are you more of a city person? I grew up in rural PA. Not in this area, but I grew up in rural area outside of the city, and um, I moved to the city later on, like in my 20s. Um, but being here so long remind, reminds me that uh, I'm not a city person. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. So, yeah, I've got a lot of things in the works, like for my plan, my future plans um, to move to rural area. Uh, I get a lot more work done, honestly. I'm more focused and less, I'm a very anxious person. So uh, it's quiet here for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, I can keep to myself. There's a lot of land, so I can kind of work all over the place. It, it's, it, it's funny because it seems more ideal, actually. That they they own, I forget how many acres, ten acres. So that's my studio now. I have a ten acre studio. Wow. So, yeah. See, so to me, it's taught me the exact opposite. I grew up in suburbia, out in Westmoreland County, right across the border, and I hated living here in this area my entire life. Not that that was a bad area. It was a nice area. It was it's a beautiful area, but I was bored to tears. And I love, and I, I'm a I'm a huge extrovert, so uh, I don't like staying inside at all. I don't like not doing things. I don't like oh, being, no. yeah, it is, this is horrible for me. So, yeah, so I moved to the city, and once I moved to the city, I actually ended up liking this area a lot more, and now I'm reminded uh, why, I, why I live in the city and I don't live out in the country, and, and that's because I, I can't do anything right now, and it's, it's super frustrating. So it's interesting. It's kind of this whole situation gives you a chance to reflect on on who you are and where you want to be. And I guess that's a good thing, right? In yeah. I mean, I hated the country, so I moved to the city, and then I moved to the city, and I hated the city. And now <laughs> I like the country again. So. Now you said you're out of work. Has that made things challenging as far as acquiring new supplies? So you can't get to your old supplies, but I, I imagine it's harder to get new supplies when you're when you don't have a source of revenue coming in. Sure, yeah. I had I had luckily I had some modest savings and bought some supplies. My partner let me lend me some of their supplies, which is, you know, great. They're very supportive. Mm -hmm. Um and then when I sold a few drawings, I uh used that to buy even more supplies. So it's yeah, an investment. I'd be screwed if I were in your position because I have absolutely nothing saved up. <laughs> if my job got cut out on me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I, I really I'm getting unemployment, so that's... That's good. It's only half as good, if you know. Yeah, and, and the stimulus is coming in. Like, actually, that was one thing at my work. They were I always was considering taking a two-week vacation. They're offering two weeks worth of sick time. But then I found out it's only two-thirds of your pay, and I'm like, ooh, maybe I will just keep working. Yeah. But they've got the stimulus that's coming out. Uh, do you think it's kind of like in a, in a way worthless 
I mean, not, not that worthless in the sense that any little bit helps, but I look at like my situation. If I was unemployed, the stimulus money would cover my rent and utilities and that's it. And right. if you have a job where you are unable to apply for unemployment, then you're, you're kind of screwed. You can't eat. Twelve hundred just doesn't seem like enough for a lot of people. I wholeheartedly agree that it's not enough. Um, I don't think enough is being done at all. Uh, the whole system is ridiculous, um, and I think that's necessary. I don't want to get you know too into politics right yeah. now, but no, I don't think it's enough at all. I think yeah, I'm wondering what we can do as a community to help people. I know there's been a lot of different drives going on, uh, drives to support artists. I, I've seen a lot of those and musicians and things like that. But there's also a lot of people who aren't creative and aren't part of any kind of a community, and they just do, I don't know, they do some some sort of job. They're, they're maybe a, a waitress where they don't have much. They didn't claim their taxes, so they don't have much coming in from unemployment and they don't have that kind of support system behind right them. no it's it must be extremely difficult i have no idea you know what what that's like um but you know my heart goes out to those people have you used technology at all to connect with people during this situation am i using technology yeah like outside of this call are you contacting people on on hangouts or are you Using I've been keeping in touch with, you know, close friends and family. Uh, yeah, uh, all my family is more cl uh, close to the city. Um, all my friends are there, you know, so I'm keeping in touch with them. Ma uh, sending mail back and forth to some people, you know, letters, postcards. Like now, that. what's that? Go ahead. And what, what have you missed anything? Is there anything that like you were like looking forward to that you've had to put on hold? Anything that you're missing that has been shut down? Yeah, there are a few a few shows were have been postponed indefinitely. Um, one was the Associated Artists of Pittsburgh new member exhibition, um, which I think was supposed to open April third. Um, another exhibition at Space Gallery in downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, that was supposed to open, I think, the same week. Those are things that I definitely missed uh, missed out on. Um, but those have been postponed, so they'll eventually happen. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, really, I, I mean, I obviously miss being able to just, you know, do live life as normal. And that's natural, but I, I, I miss going to the library. I like the library. Um, a lot of pictures and books sometimes. So that's good. I like the ones with pictures. So yeah, I miss a few things. The liquor store also, but. Yeah, and now we're being like black on uh, along all of our neighbors like they're, they're blacklisting pennsylvania people people are going across the border into ohio and oh West yeah that's right and they're blacklisting us they said no more we've had enough of you uh pennsylvanians get back across the border that's not cool right i mean that's not like showing a lot of love no apparently it's 
a lot of states do have laws where you you're not really allowed to take liquor over state lines anytime but okay. it's something that's never really enforced yeah. until now because there are you know droves of people going around um but luckily i i stocked up yeah i, I had a couple boxes of wine but unfortunately they're, they're just not really good they're awful uh, yeah they don't taste good and luckily I have like really cool neighbors next door and they, they saw that I had a wine emergency and met me at the bottom of the steps with like a bottle of wine, poured me a glass, and then I was kind of safe. Mission Impossible. Very nice. I like it. That's yeah. community. That's right. So do you have a big like rebound plan? What, what What's your goal coming out of this? Governor Wolf comes down, let's just say, let, let's be very optimistic, okay, and say June. June 1st, the governor comes on the TV. He says, no more shutdowns. Everything's back to business. Get out of your house. What does Derek Peel do? Um, I won't get out of my house right away. Uh, if it, I mean, we just have to see. Nobody knows. I mean, I think I saw that a vaccine, a potential vet time for a vaccine is like, September or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a very paranoid person, so I'll just have to play it by ear. I, I, I don't really know what I'll do. Yeah, to me, I am always more worried about other people than myself in terms of this situation. I'm screwed. I'm basically screwed. I work at a place where, you know, every morning there's like 30 people standing on top of one another in a confined area and they just aren't doing very much to uh, accommodate for social distancing. So uh, I'm actually shocked, very shocked that I haven't gotten COVID-19 at this point. So me, as far as me getting out of the house and, and being involved in, in public, I'm not so worried about my health. If I wasn't in a risky job situation, I'd probably be the first one running out the door. But I do worry about infecting others because I, I would be, again, I'd be shocked if I haven't had it at some point. Because they say some people are completely asystematic and they'll have it. Actually, the majority of people will get it and never know that they had right. COVID-19. So I wouldn't even be surprised if I've already been exposed and have had it. Well, I certainly hope that you haven't and hope yeah. that you won't. Uh, but it's good that you're uh, doing the right thing and staying inside, even though, you know, it's painful for, for an extrovert to do such a thing. Um, but I'm sorry to hear that your job is letting you down. It's... They've gotten better, but that was because Congress came down and criticize them in some letters but yeah it, it's getting better but it is you know you do worry about other people i think especially someone like me i i i actually i'm kind of shocked i haven't gone to a doctor in like a decade like an actual pcp i'd go to like med express or something you know if i was sick or whatever but i wouldn't go to an actual pcp and my entire life i've just eaten whatever i wanted to uh, no thought whatsoever went into so I assumed I'd be a mess, you know, and I went in and I finally got a PCP and he sent me in for blood test and I am perfect. So I'm not so worried about myself, yeah, surviving, but- You look again, fabulous. Thank you, thank you. I, I wish I felt fabulous, I'm always tired. But uh, but yeah, I was like kind of surprised, but, but given that information, I'm not so worried about myself, but again, it's like other people. I, you know, there's a lot of elderly people who work in my building, and obviously I don't want to go to my, my parents' house. My dad was a smoker for many years and things like that. 
But uh, but yeah, it is. It's it's a crazy it's a crazy time. I can't remember another time in my life that's been anything like this uh, on any. I mean, what they're they're likening it to things like the Spanish flu and stuff, and you know, not nothing terribly recent, at least in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And um, I'm really worried about places like that. I was just gonna say that there some. I'm also worried about you know affecting potentially affect, affecting others. Uh, my partner's family. Their parents are both in their mid. 60s, mid to late 60s. Uh, my partner, in particular, is you know compromised. Uh, so things like that that I have to consider. PGH Museums is made possible through our affiliates, such as the Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center. The Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center is an interactive science center devoted to weather and weather folklore, located in a century-old former post office in a town who's known for its weather-predicting groundhog. The Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center lets you become a tornado, make a thunderstorm, or even be a TV weather forecaster. We met up with the center's executive director, Marlene Leelock, to see if she's ever been caught playing with the green screen. <laughs> yes, don't tell my board, but uh, yes, we play with the green screen all the time. It's fun. It's uh, If you've never been in front of one of them, uh, you can pretend that you're doing the weather. Uh, you can also take one of the green capes that we have and make your body disappear. So, you know, there's all kinds of fun things that you can do with it. Has she ever forged a weather forecast and predicted a catastrophe? I can't say that I've done that, but that gives me some food for thought. <laughs> You can create your own weather apocalypse forecast and learn everything the center has to offer at the Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center. Discover more at weatherdiscovery.org. Thank you for listening to COVID Conversations, a special series for PGH Museums, produced and edited by me, Brian Crawford. Support PGH Museums by joining our membership program at pghmuseums.org slash join. Our music is Energy 2013 by Sasha Endy and can be found at filmmusic.io and licensed under the Creative Commons. Let us know how you're keeping your spark in these trying times. Email me at brian at pghmuseums.org. Stay safe, keep your distance, and keep creating.